I'll start. Okay. It's the Meg John and Justin Podcast. <laughs> Ooh, yay! yay. <laughs> you were Ooh. very you were very quick in, oh, really? in your intro. Like I felt like as soon as I said the word you were saying the word. Oh, so yeah. it changes every time, doesn't it's it? It's different every time. Sometimes I just come in too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a pun. No. Although, you know, if you thought it was a good pun, I will take it. Yeah. But it's not it's not our material, is it? It was a premature ejaculation, like in the Sherlock Holmes stories. I like Watson is always ejaculating, but like back then, that's what it meant. It meant saying something too fast. So, <laughs> so I guess you could say that it was a premature ejaculation. What we could be doing is doing like uh, pretending to be Arthur Conan Doyle, but giving sex advice. Oh my god, that would be amazing! I would really like that. We could do that. That's another podcast for us. I think you yeah. might get way too excited about it oh anything to do with Sherlock Holmes I yeah. would get way too excited it's yeah. true yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, welcome back dear listener uh, we are in the middle of sexual health week we are yes. uh, I didn't even I never I've been working in sex, sexual health and sex education since 1999 I never know when it is no I feel like I keep thinking I want to just like go through I don't know Wikipedia or whether it has all of these weeks and days and shit and yeah. like write them all down because there's so many that's relevant and yeah. then we could be like on it all of the time I know. with all of these things but yeah I had no idea it was sexual health week either what I know when bisexuality day is and that's coming up so yeah, we're so actually going to podcast about we'll that we'll do a little podcast yeah. for that one yeah but um yeah, what we need is a comms team, MJ. We do need a comms team, but that's us, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, basically. <laughs> we are our own comms team. For a little bit of our, our working week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so today we thought we'd talk about Sexual Health Week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sexual Health Week is often also aimed at young people. So, and again, it's kind of aimed mm. at young people this week. And the theme that um, it's been decided that, well, that a lot of people are talking about is porn and how to teach young people about porn. Uh, what is what we need to teach. That's my feeling about that. Oh, that's yeah. just so you know what that is. <laughs> that isn't kind of like a groan of pleasure from no, MJ. it's it's pain. It's a pain. It's Not even of, good pain, bad pain. It's like ugh. it really, yeah, again, really porn, more porn more again, like porn. So yeah, porn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess we're going to like talk about why we're a little bit like side eye, jaded, this, weary, a bit jaded and weary. Had enough. Uh, yeah. Good reason for it. But mm-hmm. um, I guess also we can by doing that we can address some of the uh, like why it is that people feel the need to talk about porn and address mm. some of those anxieties, but also talk about what it is that we think we should be talking about. Right. Really. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Okay, so why why is porn not the issue that we think it is? Well, first of all, um, mm. most young people don't look at porn. Yeah. So vast majority. So according to the latest research from London School of Economics, who did this huge project called EU Kids Online, which um, surveys and interviews a thousand young people in the UK and twenty five thousand young people across the EU, so mm. big project, uh-huh. um, found that even of fifteen to fifteen and sixteen year olds, seventy. 75% of them had not seen a sexual image in 75%? The wow. 75%. So it's a real minority thing. Then. Yeah, and yeah. they're defining sexual image not just as porn, but basically sexual mm. image that could be anything that could be deemed to be sexual. Right. And the the most common source of these sexual images for young people was telly. Yeah, right. mainstream so, media. Yeah, yeah. Like Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, and so actually even for those 25% of young people who had seen sexual image like 25% of 15 or 16 year olds who mm-hmm. have seen sexual image for the most part it's not porn yeah. it's not hardcore porn right, which right. is what we are told is what young people are doing they're going on porn yeah or they're just hamster. stumbling across it I love that oh, one they're stumbling yeah. across it or when they're google searching for something else I mean have, right, when have you ever I really haven't that has not happened to me no. when I've been googling for something random and suddenly like a whole bunch of porn comes up doesn't doesn't really happen no and I haven't got any like child proof what's it on my computer no. you know it just doesn't happen no yeah um, so it's just this idea that um, that most young people have been exposed to porn is just not true yeah um, but the the kind of the dominant narratives around this don't suggest that. Uh, no, that well, we, people we seem to think it's is. the main thing that we yeah. should be. Well, I know, I know, I have some ideas for why that is. Mm. Is that I think we have this tendency in our culture to scapegoat media. Yeah. I mean, if you look back in time, mm. you know, you've got like penny dreadful comics mm-hmm. were seen as like the root of all evil in young people, and yeah. then it was like, you know, there was video nasties, video games, mm-hmm. horror comics back in the fifties, you know. Yeah. So, in almost every decade, has mm. had its kind of thing that's been corrupting young minds and yeah. going to make everybody into whatever, you know, yeah. sex addicts or whatever. And this is just the most recent one, I think. Yeah. You know, which again with video nasties, it sounds so silly. You know that these kind of videos you watch now and they're rather silly horror films mm. but you know back in the day people were convinced it was making kids into murderers and yeah. you know it was going to bring down society and I remember that. yeah I mean I remember growing up being told about video nasties and yeah. they sounded really scary and I wanted to avoid them at all costs and yeah yeah know, I was worried about other people absolutely and, it was you know, yeah um, and it's the similar kind of thing happening and mm-hmm. the reason why um, it's a red herring to look at media is that media doesn't have this very simple kind of one directional effect on a person yeah or one direct let's leave out one direction from it. <laughs> it doesn't kind of have this it's not uh, here's the image this is the effect yeah that's like cause happens. and effect hypodermic syringe kind of model it doesn't yeah. that's not how it works with the media no. and that's not to say media doesn't influence us in all kinds of complex ways but it is that's the thing the key is complex yeah. it is like we relate to it we read it in different ways yeah. different people read it in different ways and we you know we may be critiquing it you know the, yeah. the media itself may be shifting and you know yeah uh, or if we might be, we might part, be part of a community which enables us to read it in certain ways that you know like so kink and BDSM porn is a good example it can be yeah. read in one way by people who are anti-porn and want yeah. to say oh it's all like this violent images and they take a bit of SM porn out of context but yeah. if you were to watch the whole thing and you were in that kink community you'd be able to read the consent and the negotiation yeah. going on and aftercare yeah. and all of that kind of stuff yeah and it's a little like a bit like that with um, things like two girls one cup as well yeah uh, Exactly. Where a thing is uh, so um, porn involving poo yeah. or depictions of poo, I think it's frozen chocolate, yeah. apparently, um, uh, is kind of viewed out of context. And so people are viewing that for the youth factor. Yes. But people um, watching our video, who, people who have bought the video and mm-hmm. paying for that porn, yeah. um, will see that it's, there is the whole story there, the whole context there, and it's mm-hmm. a very different kind of thing. That's it, exactly. So um, it's very, very complicated, and people mm. bring with them their own values, their own thoughts about sex, how interested in sex they are, in fact, and just their own identities to it. Yeah. And it's this very complicated 
um, two-way process which is continually happening yeah and also I think it's just that it's more likely that a young person is going to be interested in looking at porn if they're interested in sex yeah that's the biggest in fact one study does call viewing does viewing explain doing I think it's a Dutch mm. study like a longitudinal study that um, interviewed lots and lots of young people and basically found that the biggest predictor for whether a young person was going to be interested in porn or not was whether they're interested in sex absolutely and also like that's partly as well because there is so such a dearth of useful material about sex out there yeah you know not that there is really that much wrong with going to porn for sex for finding out information about sex but as people like alan mckee have pointed out it's limited porn and yeah. what, in what it can tell you about sex because it does depict particular kinds of sex in particular yeah. ways usually um and if we had a much more open conversation about sex happening yeah. um with a lot of more materials that kids could access and young yeah. people about sex and how it works it's age age appropriate then they maybe wouldn't need even the small number are accessing porn wouldn't absolutely. feel like that's the place the go-to place you know absolutely yeah and that's kind of the thing for me around porn and one of the things that i say as a sex educator is mm. that what it does is to show how uh, lacking sex and relationships education is yeah you know if it is just um for, sadly for many young people it so the sex education that they're getting is still trying to scare them off having sex and mm-hmm. um, not really equipping them with how to have consensual healthy enjoyable yeah and sex. not covering so much of not covering solo sex yeah. not covering fantasy not covering how to tune into your desires you know often not all, covering consent exactly you know. and it's also straight yeah and oh, yet, even yeah. though it's so overwhelmingly straight and aimed at straight kids it also fails those straight kids yes well. Yes. Um, so, you know, and that is most SRE. There is some really good sex and relationships education out there and some great sex and relationships educators out there. Mm. But this is the thing that porn kind of shows how lacking that kind of SRE is. So I think um, if there are people getting... If, if there is something to be said and to be highlighted around this, it's let's make sex and relationships education better. Totally. And let's, you know, stop focusing on porn because I feel like it's paradoxically doing the opposite of what it's attempting to do you know mm. if the, this focus on porn is to try and say all oh, porn's really bad let's stop young people watching porn well I don't agree that is the right approach mm. but even if it was it's going to have the opposite effect because like get, keep getting panicked about porn and keep having moral panics about kids yeah. and porn it's a bit like cigarettes it's going to make them more enticing I'm going to make you know sadly kind of make put people off is it no <laughs> maybe they should have those Superman ads you know with uh, Superman crushing a packet of cigarettes yes what was, what was the <laughs> villain's name Nico- Nic- nicotine Nico- yeah in Nicotine Team. Yeah, a rubbish. That was terrible, video. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's like isn't it this not yeah. moral guardian going oh porn yeah. it's about your brain you know be frightened of video nasties it's not helpful no it's more like you know we we could be tre- teaching kids to engage critically with all media that yeah. would be a way better approach yeah. but not just porn but everything they're watching to start asking questions about hey what's being depicted here what isn't being depicted what's being excluded like what is this telling us about what's normal and not normal yeah. and you know we could we could be equipping kids to engage with all media more critically that'd be a way better Definitely. Doing things. And also, I think, like, our approach is, you know, we always talk about what is sex, what isn't sex, you know, and we yeah. have a very broad definition of what counts as sex, and there are many different, different kinds of sexual practices. Watching porn can be, is sex for many people. Yeah. You know, it counts. Yeah. And we talked about that in a previous podcast as mm. well, which is actually very popular. A lot of people hey. listen to that, yeah. Um, 
was that lot, you know, for us, a lot. Thank you, uh, thank, yeah, you yeah, thank you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> listener, I think we've got more than one, haven't we? <laughs> I'm just being, I'm just being facetious. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so yeah, mm. watching porn is sex. So let's think about how we can, you know, like with any kind of sex, let's think about how we can do this consensually and how mm-hmm. we can do it in a way that is enjoyable and ethical. Right. And they're the kind of questions that we could be asking. So, yeah. for example, there are issues where around with young people and not young people where porn can be used in problematic ways so for mm-hmm. example someone's nicking porn yeah from somebody or not paying for their porn yeah um, or, or like encouraging somebody to watch it who doesn't want to watch it or like yeah. trying to surprise them in a jokey way with it that's not very cool yeah yeah um, or uh, yeah like showing somebody an image on your phone or something that exactly. they may not necessarily want to see yeah. or being tricked I think what used to happen is sometimes young people were tricked into clicking on an image exactly clicking on a link and yeah um, you know going somewhere that unethical use of porn. yeah but if we were teaching people consent around sex then like, yeah. we could cover all of that as exactly. part of that exactly uh, totally. so we think there are much bigger issues as well yeah well, what about oh sorry I was just about going to, yeah, to go on a rant basically well what about gender and sexual diversity yeah. like let's be teaching that let's, let's make that the focus of sexual health week yeah. because you know in last week we've had to see like these parents complaining about having a trans kid in mm. school you know we should be equipping all young people and their parents and their schools mm. to be decent around gender gender diversity mm. so that kids will stop killing themselves that yep. is a life or death issue yep. porn is really not no so Absolutely. you know gender and sexual diversity yep. let's have that for sexual health week next year yep. you know let's talk about how there is massive diversity in terms of mm. sex, what people are into sexually and also massive diversity in, in people's genders mm. and that it shouldn't matter yep. what gender or sexuality a person has in terms of being treated decently Absolutely. and not have people freaking out about it like that yeah Mm-hmm. We could also be talking about um, how we take care of ourselves, taking care of other people, and mm. also how we treat ourselves and other people consensually. Yep. You know, that's a big deal. Yes. We could be talking about how a whole school could be doing that. And whole not just school consent. happening in classrooms, but making sure that, for mm. example, you know, even nowadays, toilets are still a scary place for a lot of young people. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the two things are linked because yeah. often it's the marginalised people in terms of gender and sexuality for whom they're particularly scary, but also other kids who are being bullied. Yeah, yeah I agree. Consent as a whole school approach is a vital one. Yeah. Um, and then we can kind of be encouraging cultures of consent, which we know is a better deal than just trying to get individuals to behave consensually yeah um we'll yeah. also be teaching teaching about relationships better mm-hmm. you know like rather than just teaching about uh, now and again about romantic relationships and talking mm-hmm. about how you need reinforcing the idea that the hollywood ideas around romance and that you meet one person they'll be that they'll yeah be the one for you and you'll be happy ever after and stuff i mean a lot yeah. of young people are always saying that they never get to all about relationships well yeah um, you know can we just take that really seriously and talk about relationships not just in one lesson but through throughout through and out. starting with the relationships they're having with each other as well yeah. and the, you know rather than seeing relationships as this grown-up thing mm. that's only romantic relationships and again right there if we covered if we went the next three years sexual health weeks gender and sexual diversity mm-hmm. consent relationships mm-hmm. what we're covering now is you know hopefully stuff that 
leads to be killing themselves yeah. in terms of gender and sexual uh, sexual diversity we're also covering around you know rape and sexual assault mm-hmm. and hopefully bringing the rates of that down One that's a pretty women big have had sex against their will absolutely right right it's huge yeah. that is a way way big issue yeah. and then the last one in terms of domestic violence you yeah. know we're not equipping kids to know when they get into relationships what's emotionally abusive behavior yeah. what is and isn't acceptable in terms of physical and sexual um, behavior so those those would seem to me to be far more key issues I think so than porn yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that hardly any of them are watching anyway <laughs> yes yeah uh, so um this is uh, we could do a plug here uh, oh, yeah, for uh, another project we worked on which we've mentioned before uh, do SRE for schools mm-hmm. um, although it's kind of changed to do RSE for schools at some point so let's just call it do do the do, do project capital letters and then an ellipse which is three dots isn't it do dot 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 that's right do yeah. dot 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 right <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to sound like Moscow but anyway yeah. so that's a project that um, uh uh, I was one of the main writers on, and MJ helped out with that as well. Mm. Uh, and also, uh, I, uh, uh, Alice Hoyle, my colleague, uh, helped us work on it as well to make it really work for the classroom. And basically, if you are a teacher or if you know any teachers, there's a bunch of great free resources available uh, yeah. online. And if you're a fan of our book, Enjoy Sex Hour, and if you want to, <laughs> Icon Books, Practical and Inclusive Guide, and you're a fan of how inclusive that was, you'll be a fan of how inclusive this yeah. SRE is. it's a similar approach, isn't it? And yeah. some, some variations on some similar activities, yeah. but for... For a younger age group, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're wanting to make every single, like we try to make every single page work for every single body in Enjoy mm. um, in, in Sex. We're also trying to do that in terms of uh, for do as well. Mm-hmm. So it's out there and it's freely available now. Just go to the website and, yeah. get it and tell us a whole bunch of resources for free. Yeah, Yay. I know, great, great for um, teachers, great yeah, for yeah. parents to check out. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing all those resources as well, it's, it's going to work for the young people who do watch porn and may have yeah. the, the minority of young people who may have problem, uh, problems related to looking at porn. Well, absolutely, because again, if you teach those kids about gender and sexual diversity, then they're you know going to be a bit more critical of porn that's super heteronormative yeah. and super like crappy gender roles. Yeah. And if we teach those kids about consent, then mm-hmm. they're going to start questioning anything that they're seeing in porn that's not consensual. Yeah. Um, and we teach them about relationships and hopefully they've got more of a framework for navigating you know, their relationships and whether they do some of the things they're seeing in porn or not or how they navigate the fact they're watching porn with partners. Exactly. Yeah. Boom. Cool. Right there. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Done it. Just need to get the whole world to listen to yeah. us now. I mean, we're good, at, we're good at doing the work, but we're, we're, we don't know how to promote it, I guess. But, you know, we're doing yeah. it now. Yeah, this is, this is us promoting it, right? That's right. That's yeah. exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Um, is there anything else, Wills, anything else you want to say about Sexual Health Week? No, I think that's good. That is our podcast for Sexual Health Week. No one could ever say we are not topical or on it. Or <laughs> we're totally on it. We're totally on Once it. we figured out it was Sexual Health Week, we totally did a podcast oh, for it. Totally smashing it today. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, again, another plug for our book, uh, Enjoy Sex However if you want to. It's three ninety nine on the Kindle, did you know that? Right. How wow. cheap is that? Cheapest well, chips, cheapest I would chips. say. Yeah. I mean, you know. I've you had chips that are more expensive. I have had chips that are more expensive. <laughs> we live in London. Chips are more expensive than our book. That's, you know, it could... It'll cost you the price of a bag of chips in London for the book on Kindle, posh chips. Quite posh chips. Quite posh chips, yeah. yeah. It'll cost you the price of a fish and a chip. 
yeah. you know, for the book on real real life. Paperback, yeah. Seven ninety nine. And I think it's still like five fifty nine yeah. at W. Just, H. Smith. Just don't have your fish and chips one night. Buy our book. Oh, I don't know. I think I'll buy our book and have some fish and chips with it. Why choose? No, both and embrace the power yeah. of both and. <laughs> it's not a binary fish and chips or our book. No, it's like both and. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> let's, let's try and live in a world of abundance. Abundance, yeah, yeah. where one can have fish and chips and read our book at the same time. I mean, if you were uh, don't get your Kindle greasy though. You no. know, yeah, wash your hands. Or of course, you could borrow it from a library. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we have those still, um, just about the book. <laughs> Um, not, not the fish, the fish chips, chips no. can't borrow those from the library um, <laughs> where was I going with this oh yeah we've also got zines yes. at our website makesonjustin.com forward slash publications where you can also find mm-hmm. all our other podcasts and blogs and videos maybe if we got a fish and chip shop to like wrap their fish and chips in copies of our zines that would get them out more widely we could go into a relationship with a fish and chip shop no are there any chippies that yeah. would like to print our zines yeah. onto very large, thin bits of paper and wrap your fish and chips in I'm a down with that plan. and helpful, yeah. activity-person-centred zines? Way better than newspaper. Yeah. I don't think anyone uses newspaper anymore. I know, but what that paper they use that looks a bit like old newspaper because they're trying to be retro. Yeah. yeah. Well, this but is, we, could, we could use our zines instead. Yeah. yeah. This is why our chips cost so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it's still a quid up north. I bet it is. Oh, I d- we chips and talk- scraps. We always talk fondly of, of up north. Up we north. used to have uh, scallops and dardo. Is that a thing you had? Yeah, we had scallops. Yeah. So um, it's like, was that like cooked potato or was it like... Or it was like deep fried, wasn't it? Yeah, deep yeah. fried, big slice of potato. potato. Or you can have a chip butty. Oh, chip butty. Oh, I love chip butty. Did you, you got scraps? Yeah, we get Derby. scraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. I like scraps. Yeah, that was like bits of the, the batter that had come off mm. the fish and they'd put it in with the chips. Yeah. yeah. Curry sauce? Yeah, I'm not I'm not down with that. No? I'm a purist. I just want vinegar and a bit right. of ketchup. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't believe how long it's taken to end this podcast, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> We're also on Twitter. <laughs> Meg John Justin and Facebook uh, <laughs> forward slash Meg John Justin right <laughs> I really want to go to the chippy now yeah. there's one around the corner um, and uh, yes so uh, thank you very much for listening and if you enjoyed this podcast do please uh, share it with other people and let other people know mm-hmm. and um, enjoy the rest of Sexual Health Week <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs>